So glad you're back. This is Pastor Gabe Salguero in your program Optics with Pastor Gabe Salguero, where we reflect on the nature of truth and beauty and relevant topics from the perspective of Christian scripture and Christian faith and Christian ethics. And I'm so glad that you're part of our podcast. Please always feel free to share and Tell other listeners that you're listening to Optics with Pastor Gabe Salguero. And today, we have a great topic I've been considering for some time. The word of today is judgment. Now, before you run away from the podcast, I want to talk to you about judgment in the kind of original sense of the word. Forming a considered opinion. Forming a considered decision. Or considered evaluation. Judgment in the Greek sense of the word. Krinos. To separate. To make a distinction. To judge judiciously. So today I'm talking about this judgment as the capacity for decision making. The capacity to discern. To deliberate. This is important. Have you ever heard someone tell their child that was poor judgment? Have you ever said to yourself after making a decision, I didn't use my best judgment? That's what we're talking about. I'm convinced that many times in our lives and in modern society, we have a judgment crisis. No pun intended, because one of the Greek words for judgment is crisis or or crisis. We do not have the capacity or perhaps we do not have the tools. I I don't remember in, in high school or in college or in graduate school and seminary, someone giving a full course on making judgments, although that is a significant part of our life. So won't you join me today in optics to talk a little bit about judgments, making considered decisions. How do we evaluate if something is true, if something is authentic? And judgments can vary from that kind of Something as insignificant as I'm going to consider what shoes go with this outfit or what tie goes with this suit or, or what I'm going to wear today. You're, you're making a considered evaluation to more significant things, to making a discernment in, in a case between uh, brothers, um, making a considered decision or evaluation of a student's proposal or a student's project. Or in the times of disputes in the church, Matthew chapter 18, making a considered judgment on what is the truth of the matter? What is the essence of the matter? So I'm Pastor Gabe Salguero, and I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about mature judgment or making mature decisions. As I've already said, the word judgment in its etymology uh, in the Greek Krinos or or krisis, there's uh, variations of the word, means to separate, to make a distinction, to judge, but not haphazardly, not matter-of-factly, not impulsively, and not quickly, but to judge judiciously. Hey, when you make a judgment, when you're deciding about the weightier matters of life, do you take time to deliberate from as many angles as possible? Are you prayerful about it? Do you hear multiple voices? This is important, especially for those pastors who are out there, those leaders who are out there. But every Christian, 
need, we need the tools that Scripture and the Holy Spirit provide for us to make judicious decisions. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 18, that when a person pleads his cause first, he or she seems right. But the rest of the verse says, Proverbs 18, 17, until the cross-examination begins in the New International Version. In another version, it says, until you hear the rest of the story, or until his or her neighbor comes and tells you the other half of the story. So let me give you one major pillar of decision-making and judgment, especially in difficult decisions. Never emit judgment quickly until you've heard multiple sides of the story. No matter how passionately someone pleads his or her case, no matter how persuasively someone pleads his or her case, withhold judgment till you hear the other side. And sometimes there's more than one side. For when we judge quickly, we have a great probability of making a mistake and judging erroneously and therefore emitting judging judgment on ourselves because of our judgmentalism. Our lack of capacity to withhold a decision, a, an evaluation, or an opinion till we've heard the rest of the story. Perhaps you might remember one of these most classic cases in 1 Kings chapter 3. What uh, a book was written about it called The Sword of Solomon. This is when two women who were living in the same house, they, they were, according to the tradition, they were prostitutes. And they both had a child. And in the morning, one of the children had died because someone had laid on him and smothered him. And the other child was alive. And both mothers were arguing about whose child it was. And, and the first mom was very persuasive. But Solomon did not say, well, she came first. This is her. It must be her child. But he waited. And you all might remember the story, those of you who are scripture readers, he took out the sword and he says, I'll cut the baby in half. And the real mother said, no, give him to the other mother. And the truth surfaced. Perhaps Solomon is giving us some useful tools about judgment. I've been a part of many deliberations and many conversations with, with spouses where, where the husband will come in first and, and speak his version of what's going wrong in the marriage and usually saying, well, my wife did this, my wife did that. And, and if, if one is not careful, one can quickly side with the first spouse that comes into the room until you hear the other spouse come into the room. And she gives you the rest of the story. And sometimes uh, uh, if it's a family crisis, the children come and you hear five different perspectives. Pastor, leader, someone tells you, hey, this happened to me or this person did to this, especially when there's accusations and allegations. Scripture says it may seem right because it's the first thing you've heard. But wait for the rest of the story. Wait for cross-examination. Because the word for judgment in Hebrew is mishpat. It is justice. It's to discern with equity. Oh, I love that word. Judgment requires discernment with equity. And that's why it should not be impulsive. Because sometimes, let's be honest, many times, our initial judgments, our initial impressions can go wrong. You've heard it. Never judge a book by its cover. 
I see this a lot in the age of social media where people will post something and they'll just read the headline and not read the whole story and begin to enter into these convoluted debates without having examined the thing for what it really is, without seeking insight. If you're listening today in the program Optics with Pastor Gabe Salguero, we're talking about judgment and the ability to form an opinion and an evaluation based on the fullness of the story. Matthew 18 even tells you this, that if anyone lifts up an accusation, they should do it in the witnesses. They should bring witnesses. And scripture tells you that every word for it to be established, it must be in the mouth, not of one witness, but in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Even in American jurisprudence, in the American legal system, if someone is accused, there must come witnesses and there must come people to testify. And the accused person has the right to face his or her accuser in the court of law to speak what he or she has shared as their perspective of what's going on. And so why do we have so many crises in America and in American church and in American business and American families? Because we have lost the capacity for mature judgment. Perhaps in the age of velocity, you might remember the book, The Ruthless Pursuits to Eliminate Hurry. Because in, in our accelerated pace of life, we do not have time to take a breath, to listen. Isn't it fascinating that one of the commands of God to Israel in Deuteronomy 6 is Shema Yisrael, hear, O Israel. Isn't it fascinating that in the book of Judges, one of the capacities, one of the challenges for the people of Israel was for the judges was for them to sit and listen in judgment. Because judgment is not just a capacity to speak a decision, but it is the capacity to listen deeply and to discover the thing for what it is. Let me give you a few examples of why judging quickly can be dangerous and can impact negatively and have deleterious and nefarious effects on people. Consider the story of Joseph and Potiphar's wife. He was accused. He was convicted. He was innocent. Consider the story of Jesus. He's tried seven times and seven times they find him guilty and they sentence him to death with the exception of Pontius Pilate, who in some superfluous way tries to clean his hands, saying he found no fault in Jesus, even though he still crucified him. The lack of capacity to discern the truth of Jesus, to hear who Jesus really was and what his really and what his mission really was. And so they execute innocent Jesus. Of course we know. Of course we know that it was God's plan. Perhaps one of the best things that we can do in the raising of our children, in lifting up leaders, in developing leaders in the church and in business, is teach and impart the tools about judgment is to remind people of the Solomonic wisdom and of the Proverbs admonition 
the first person to plead their cause seems right till the cross-examination and the fuller story comes. Have you ever rushed to judgment without hearing the full story? Have you ever said this happened when you just heard one person's perspective? And then later on you discovered that you made a mistake because it wasn't the full story or it wasn't the full truth? We are in a judgment crisis in the world. People lack the skills to deliberate, to sit with complicated issues, because let's be honest, life is complicated. Or as, as the movie Shrek says, it's got layers. And until we unpeel the layers, sometimes we judge a thing for what it is not instead of for what it is. What is mature judgment? Mature judgment is the capacity to listen, to discern, to weigh. Have you ever seen that one of the symbols, at least in the American jurisprudence system and the American judicial system, is a balance? Why is there a balance? And, and a balance has two sides. Because it's telling you, literally, weigh what's going on. In a lot of our systems of judgment, there's no balance. There's just one side. There's just what we first heard. And sometimes, sadly, we're influenced because the first voice that we hear is a friend or he or she has influence over us or she of us or she, he or she is connected to us. And it removes from us the uh, objectivity. And when we lose objectivity, we lose credibility. I'll say that again. When we lose objectivity because we judge because of closeness or proximity or friendship or nepotism or for self-preservation, when we lose objectivity, we lose credibility. This is Pastor Gabe Salguero, and you're in your program, Optics. I'm going to keep inviting you for week after week and day after day to listen where we talk about topics that are important from the Christian faith perspective, particularly for leaders and particularly for parents, particularly for anyone, anyone who is leading a group, anyone who is leading a family, anyone who's leading a church, anyone who's leading a business. What does scripture have to say when we are servant leaders about judgment? A, listen to the whole story. B, weigh the multiplicity of factors. C, do not be impulsive. D, strive to be objective. It should go without saying, but in our generation, we need to say it. There should be a prayerful element to judgment. Because judgment, at least from the Christian ethical perspective, is also tied with mercy and grace. This is not an easy topic. Because we need to balance truth and justice with mercy and grace. John, in chapter 1, describing the incarnation, says, And we beheld his glory, glory as the only begotten Son of the Father, full of grace and truth. Because in Scripture, judgment is always restorative. Restorative judgment, not necessarily punitive judgment or vengeance. We should never confuse vengeance with judgment.
And so when we talk about justice and judgment from a Christian moral perspective and from a biblical perspective, it requires, number one, that we hear the whole story. Number two, that we weigh the multiple sides. Number three, that we are not quick to judge. Number four, that we strive for objectivity. And number five, that we remember that justice, judgment, and grace walk hand in hand. This is particularly true if you are a leader of a church, if you're parenting over a squabble among your children, if you are a business owner and you're making decisions between employees and giving raises, that as Proverbs says, do not emit judgment just because you heard the first person plead his or her cause passionately. Because passion does not always equal truth. Power does not always equal truth. Proximity does not always equal truth. I myself have been in conversations where people have met me for the first time. And when they meet me for the first time, they said to me, you're not at all what I thought you were. And when I dig a little deeper, perhaps you've been there, right? You meet somebody and they're like, hey, John, or, 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 or Maria, or, or Josefina, or, or Bob, you're not at all what, you, what I thought you were. And when you dig a little deeper, it's because someone has spoken to them about you and depicted you and caricatured you. And then when they experience you for themselves, Proverbs 18, 7, when they hear the rest of the story, they discover it is not at all how you've been described. If you're a pastor, if you're an employer, if you're a government official, this is important. Particularly in the age of social media where we make judgments on somebody who's written 140 characters. We, what's the phrase? Rush to judgment. Many, many times when we rush to judgment, we rush to error. And so I've been in parts of places where people say, I've heard this about you and I've heard that about you. And then when they meet me or they, or they hear my side of the story, they, say, they discover and say, oh, Pastor Gabe, we were wrong. We didn't know that part. If I'm honest, I, I've done that in my life. When my, one of my kids says, hey, this happened to me, this happened to me. And I, before I say, well, you're right, I, I sit with what I've heard. And then I ask the other sibling, I have two sons, I say, hey, I heard this, but what do you have to say about this? Because when we are patient, the ancient word is circumspect. When we refrain from rushing to judgment, wisdom emerges. Because wisdom and insight are, come out of patience and listening. Because wisdom and circumspection arise when you have the capacity to refrain from judgment, from hearing, as Proverbs says, the full story. This is Pastor Gabe Salguero, and this is your program, Optics. I do hope that in all you're seeking, as Proverbs says, you seek understanding. Will you share this podcast with your friends? Will you listen to it? Will you prayerfully consider? Will you read Proverbs 18, 17 with us, and Matthew 18, and 1 Kings 3, as part of this conversation on mature judgment, the capacity to make a considered decision. Till the next time.
This was Pastor Gabe Salguero. God bless you.